You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. It's live from the table, the official podcast of the Comedy Cellar on Raw Dog 99 Series XM. And this is Dan Natterman. That was my um, announcer voice. Uh, Noam's not here, obviously, because that's why I did the announcing. Because Noam usually does it when he's here. And he's not here because I'm not sure why this time. But uh, we know it's a low priority item for Noam, this, this show. Let's face it. But uh, <laughs> thankfully, I'm here. And Periel is here. Hi. You know Periel. She's our new producer. I'm talking to the... Talking to the uh, am I still new? Now. Am I still considered new? You and yes, and you will be considered new for at least three more years. <laughs> and our guest today, who needs no introduction, but yet Periel wrote a long introduction. Gilbert Godfrey is here. He was yeah, internationally renowned comic, according to the bio, an actor and one of the most recognized voices in show business, and host of Gilbert Godfrey's amazing colossal podcast, and tours regularly. Hello. And and I'm talking in my announcer voice today. Okay. Yeah. But that <laughs> sounds like a normal Yeah, yeah. Voice. No, no, I sound a lot more like Walter Cronkite today. I'm not familiar. I just remember him announcing Kennedy was dead. Yes. Okay, Kennedy's dead. That's just the way it sounded. Okay. Here, uh... I'm turning on a clip right now of Walter Cronkite announcing Kennedy's dead. <laughs> Kennedy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's it. Just as chilling today <laughs> as it was then. Oh, here, here. Here's another one. Space shuttle blew up. <laughs> was he yeah. still around then for yeah. the space shuttle? Yeah. Cronkite? Was he still around? Was he around for the I, space shuttle? I don't think so. I think he was alive, but I'm not sure he was still working. Yeah. Um, much like uh, Much like myself. <laughs> no, I'm still working. Uh, we're, by the way, Gilbert's not the only guest we have. No, he's we not. have an extra special <laughs> guest. Now, everyone's used to hearing Gilbert solo, but we have his better half with us today. This is, I don't know if it's a scoop, but Dara Godfrey is here. Thank you, Dan. Uh, that is I'm a former music industry executive who manages, oh, I didn't know you managed uh, yeah. Gilbert, and is married to Gilbert. I thought you were just uh, his wife, but mm-hmm. you're, you manage him as well, mm-hmm. and mother of their two children. And she's a co-producer or creator and producer of the amazing colossal podcast that we had that i had uh, that i had alluded to that's correct in gilbert's introduction hello dara yeah. hello dan hello periel oh, oh listen closely What's abraham that? lincoln was just <laughs> you, shot you know good and well that walter cronkite was not around for that <laughs> yeah but uh and he would have had to telegraph it anyway it would have sounded like this <laughs> yeah in fact they didn't even have those machines they would just sit around going doot, 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 doot. <laughs> that was you're thinking of Lou Reed. Yeah. Um you know, speaking the, of history. Yeah, go ahead. Well it's it's you're talking about Anne Frank's 90th yes. birthday? Yes. It's Anne Frank's 90th birthday the other day. Happy That's belated right. birthday to Anne Frank. Happy birthday to Anne Frank. And mm-hmm. uh we bring that up in particular because Gilbert just was in the Comedy Central um roast of Anne Frank. Not Comedy Central, I'm sorry, Netflix roast of That's Anne right. Frank. Yes. And uh, playing, of all people, playing Adolf Hitler. Yeah. 
because I I I I feel it's time to be playing likable characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, you made him as likable as as I think it could be. Yeah. Do I want to win people over more. If you now. if you didn't see it, it's on Netflix. They're doing a show called Historical Roast with Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster General himself, and they roast historical figures. Right. Amongst uh, amongst which uh, Abe Lincoln and I don't know who else they did, but they did Anne Frank. Martin Luther King Jr. There was a bunch of them. It so, was amazing. I enjoyed it, but did you get? But uh, people are furious about it because, uh, well, Anne Frank is, uh, you know, a beloved uh, figure, and uh, it's a sensitive topic. Have you gotten any? Um, you're no uh, stranger to controversy, Gilbert. Have you gotten any blowback from your portrayal of Hitler roasting Anne Frank? Yeah, a lot of people think I was unfair to Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> they they think having Gilbert Gottfried as Hitler was just a mean thing to do to the Fuhrer. Uh, it, it was funny. You get both. He's probably rolling around in his grave, except his grave is, I think, he was just burned and thrown into the river. Yeah. Was he burned and thrown? Well, <clears throat> uh, I believe he ordered his his people to burn him. At the uh, at the bunker, and then the Russians caught, uh, found him, and I believe they, because he wasn't completely burned. I think they finished the job and threw him into like the Volga River or something like that. Oh, I see. I didn't even know that part. Yeah, or he's still alive at 120 yeah. years old. <laughs> yes, in uh, I, in in in, in um, Argentina. I'll sometimes write a joke about Hitler that I'll put up on uh, Twitter, and I'll get these like Nazi groups. They're like, they, and they get real angry and they'll say, you know, you think Hitler's gone, but he is not. And I'll think, well, okay, I'll agree he might be still around, but at 180, he must have <laughs> slowed down a little. And yet st still hates the Jews. Even you yeah. Think he, you yeah, well, think he'd have mellowed out at hey, this point. Hey, that's so. something you never get over. <laughs> I yeah, but go ahead. No, but no, 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 I did. I did the Hitler rose, uh, not the the Anne Frank rose, and and actually, I think in um, in Israel, I got a good review. It actually was was uh, if you watch it, it was fairly um, respectful, as much as a roast could be. I absolutely I, agree. Yeah, of, I do too. Frank. That's what I was going to say. I thought it was incredibly well done and I incredibly agree. respectful of her. And yep. people are just looking looking for something to get bent out of shape about. Right. And also, I think if you don't like watch it, your initial thought is, oh man, exactly. how can you do this? But when you watch it and you see how Jeff opened up totally. the show and how he crafted the, I mean, they really, really, the well writers done. worked so hard to make sure that it was like done right. And uh, and this is a room full of Jews, I might add. Exactly, and, and everybody that was in the show was Jewish. And and well, one, except Fred Willard. Oh, true. He played God. True, yeah. true, true. What one one the head writer of it, or one of the head writers? He said he kept thanking me throughout the show, and and I was thinking, eh, you know, I had fun doing it. I don't think I did anything, you know. Um, major great work and he he kept thanking me and the reason he was thanking me he said is that his grandmother was a survivor of the concentration camps and he said he thought this was like you know a perfect a perfect fuck you to uh to the third reich 
You know, uh, it struck me, by the way, that you and Hitler have at least this in common. You're both shouters. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> there's only, apparently there's one, there's only one recording of Hitler not shouting. Yeah. There's this recording of Hitler on a train in, like, Norway or something, and he's talking like a normal person. He's like, you know, whatever he's saying, but it's the only he used to recorded say video a lot. not shouting. <laughs> Block don't train. <laughs> Yeah, that he used to. Sometimes people would say, "Hey Hitler, what should we do now?" Uh pay plokin track. Sounds Yiddish. My German is uh, yeah, is not. Why well, it's it's hot in here? Uh, it was cold down there. Periel, can we? I'd rather be hot. If you're anyway, sorry. okay. Um, so yeah. I think that I mean Jeff opens up and he says, "You know, I only roast the ones that I love." Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. I, I don't know much exactly. about Anne Frank, but I was reading like because because it's her ninetieth birthday, so people were posting on Twitter um, memes and quotes and wow, wow. I mean, like she was like fourteen years old and like prodigy in terms of her writing, yeah. uh, which I never really knew because I never paid attention to Anne Frank. See, that's the thing. Now that he does a roast, you know, because right. he roasts the ones he loves, now it's a way for. People to remember, you know, and, this they should be praised. And they'll, inv- they'll they investigate should... and then they'll exactly. say, oh, this, this this chick was OK. That's and, right. <laughs> and I, I it was funny when there were people tweeting, oh, this was so horrible. It was so offensive. And uh, one person tweeted, they said, um, Hitler killing people is not funny, but. A, a Jewish man playing Hitler while three other Jews give him shit is funny. Yeah, it I was, was I was wondering, by the way, how if the roast would have been more disturbing if they weren't all Jews in those roles. Like, say, you know, if I, if Rutger Hauer was playing Hitler, <laughs> that might have been a little too. Re- Although he was even more. I mean, Hitler wasn't even that Aryan, but. Um, you know, or or if Anne Frank was played by by some by Rachel Feinstein played her and she's Jew. You know, yeah. if if it was a little if it would have been a little bit more sensitive if it weren't a bunch of Jews and those. Yeah, roles. probably. But I think that's yeah. part of why it was so well done. I mean, the writing really was phenomenal. In Hogan's right. Heroes, all the Nazis were Jews too. By the way, in 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 the series yeah. Hogan's Heroes, all the Nazis were played by Jews and the Luftwaffe people. Oh. And yeah, it was um, 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 Werner Klemper was uh, Klink. And uh, John Banner, and John Banner, who played Schultz, John Banner's family, he and his family were actually in the camps. And I think at that point, the camps weren't as set up to kill people yet. They didn't have it quite figured out yet. It was like, just let's throw them and keep them there. And so they were lucky that You way. know who else I think was Jewish was uh, Boss Hogg. Yes, yes. Uh, book, uh, Sorrel Book. Sorrel book. book. And growing up, I never realized it. But in later years, I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And, and he was in the uh, movie that I like, uh, Bye Bye Braverman. Oh, I didn't see that one. Don't you and, know the theme song from that? Oh, yeah. Have you seen Braverman dancing? I, I, he is the king of the ball, whirling and twirling and prancing, doing the Braverman waltz. And yeah, that I had that, that also had George Siegel <laughs> and and Joseph Wiseman. Joseph Wiseman is one of the. I think there are two. Jewish Bond villains. 
There's Joseph Wiseman, who played Dr. No. And there's, um, uh, of all things, a black actor, Yafit Koto. Oh, he converted. Yeah, he converted. Yeah. And and he I, he was in one. I, I want to switch gears a little bit because we have Dara with us. I like, just want to ah, talk okay. about Jews and Bonjus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do right. want to get into... Um, Wait, I just want to say yeah, one thing ahead. before you switch, before gears. I switch I gears. I saw something on um, Instagram or Twitter that's, well, that was talking about the roast. Somebody made a comment. It was the most brilliant thing. They said, um, I did not see that coming. Oh, that's good. Well, brilliant and, is a strong word. And fun- Unless there's more and to it. Fr- okay. <laughs> I did not see that coming. And frankly, I really liked it. It sounds like the jokes that you write on that's Twitter. That's really yeah, good. Yeah. That's well, good. Well, again, I, like I would. I would. I don't I know like if I'd that. use the word word brilliant. I know. It, I get yelled at a lot. Um, I, I might say for brilliant high... for like say Isaac Newton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for 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 like uh, the theory of general relativity, but not see it coming is good too. Yeah. And, and frankly, <laughs> and frankly, I liked it. And this is such a special thing that we have Dara. How often do you get an in- interview with Gilbert? Has you ever done an interview together? One time. One time. Because America wants to know. For the documentary. Do they really? Do they yeah. really? Yeah, for the documentary. Oh, for the doc, right. The documentary is called Gilbert. America right. wants to know, you know, when you think Gilbert Godfrey, you don't think home and hearth. You don't think uh, True. domestic. True. Um, and and I, Gilbert's probably going to clam up because I know he doesn't like to talk that's, about his, his correct. personal life. But but Dara might be open open to sure. it. Well, uh, she's here. We got her here. <laughs> well, how how the hell did this happen? Gilbert was destined to to live his life uh, as so many of us are uh, yeah. alone. I think everyone was shocked, including you, Gilbert. Right? Uh yeah, I still am. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but I so so how how did you? How meet did it happen? Yeah. How did it happen? Okay. Oh, hold Christ. your ears. Hold your. Oh, I'm sorry. There's Gilbert. a knob over here, Gilbert, where you could turn the volume all the way down, so you don't have to hear any of this. There you go. Okay. Well, just no, I can still hear her. <laughs> um, I used to work in the music business. I can hear her. So I was at a Grammy party at Tavern on the Green, uh, February 26, nineteen ninety seven. Gilbert, by the way, uh, you can't see it. He's he's got his hands over his ears. He doesn't like to talk about he gets very this shy. kind of thing. He gets very shy. Um, <clears throat> but basically, I was at this Grammy party, and Gilbert was there because his friend uh, invited him because he likes to go to parties where there's free food. And we were standing at the food table, and I dropped something, and he picked it up and put it on his plate. <laughs> and I thought that was very uh, odd. As, and a, I as a joke, at him. or as no, oh, just and, no, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and uh, he looked. He said that he was waiting for a friend, but his friend wasn't there yet. And I said, "Well, you're welcome to sit at our table. We have a table." And then he asked for my phone number. Right, Gilbert? I uh, no, I have the sound off. <laughs> now you might be saying. If you had the sound off, how come when she said, right, Gilbert, you answered? Um, I was wondering that. But anyhow. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. Anyway, we dated 10 years and then finally got married. And now we have two kids. Wait, you dated now, for 10 years? Before 10 years you, before we got married. Did you want to get married sooner? Yeah. You did. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. He kept saying that he couldn't even take care of himself. How's he going to take care of a wife and kids? And the point is well taken. Yeah. But I said, you don't have to. You don't have to do anything. I said, I'll do it all. You don't have to do anything. Just be yourself and don't worry about it. 
I'll take care of everything else. Well, were you a, were you a fan prior to, to? No, I didn't even know who he was. I didn't know anything. You never seen Beverly Hills Cop two? No. You didn't know Sidney Bernstein. I never Bernstein? listened to Stern. I didn't watch Beverly Hills Cop two. I still haven't even seen uh, or SNL nineteen eighty the best season. I of never SNL. saw nineteen eighty SNL. I didn't know anything. I knew Aladdin, but he was a bird in Aladdin, <laughs> so I didn't recognize him because he wasn't. He didn't look like a bird. And this was long before uh, Hitler and Frank Hitler rose, <laughs> so you, you didn't know him from that. No. And the thing that, I, if I may say, um, Perry, by the way, and Dara are are old friends. Well, well we're, we've become good friends. I, I was right. in all. That was a horrible season of Saturday Night Live. You just interrupted her. Right. Okay. Oh, so first of all, they have this, the, like the most amazing relationship. Like they really do. It's kind of incredible as somebody who. Thank you. You, you know, I've been married for probably 10 years. Like they, it's really, it's an amazing thing. But Periel's not. It's at, easy. Periel, uh, Periel, the sense that I get, and I may be wrong, and you'll correct me if I am, is you're not, uh, you're, you're not thrilled in your marriage. Well, I don't think anybody's thrilled in their marriage, except for these two. Well, I don't know if he is, but I am. It's, I mean, <laughs> I, I think that what, marriage isn't an easy, I mean, being in any long-term anything, don't you have a really funny joke about this? Well, that's my joke about people not selling marriage as an institution. And if you were going to buy a car and somebody said, this, this car is, well, it's not easy, you, yeah. you would just, you wouldn't buy it. But yet people get married every day, despite the lack of enthusiasm being demonstrated. It's very easy being married at Gilbert, for me. Okay. Which is incredible because you guys have been together for 20 years? 22 and a half years. He's so I, uncomfortable. I, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll switch okay. back, we'll switch anyway. back to, to great Jews in Bond films. <laughs> yes. One of yes. my best girlfriends. In, 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 in a few minutes. But one yeah. of my best girlfriends since we were in our early 20s is very old friends with Dara. Right. Is that what? That was, that's and, how we met. And that was how we met. Uh, so... Yes, and we hit it off. Yes. It just so happened that she was married to Gilbert. Right. Okay. Exactly. By the way, it is, it's Father's Day tomorrow, I believe. As we yes. record this, it won't be when this airs, but it is Father's Day. So happy Father Gilbert's a father, and I'm sure he doesn't oh. want to talk about that. But Wait, there's another song that you know. Uh, yeah, that was Groucho Marx's song. What's that? Today, Father's Father's Day. And we're giving you a try. It's not much, you know. It is just a way of showing you we think you're a regular guy. You say that it was nice of us to bother, but it really was a pleasure too fast. Cause How long is this song? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have, is it like, uh, I only know the first verse, like the national anthem, you know, everybody knows that. Uh, His mind is unbelievable. His brain is incredible. He like. That's another thing with songs. When you're watching a movie or a TV show and the characters go, hey, you know, what's that song? You know, do you know the way to San Jose? And they all start singing it together at like the dinner table or a party. And you go, in real life, no one knows the words 
to songs. You know, it's like if it was, do you, you do. know the word that San Jose was? Do you know the way to San Jose? Well, now you can just go on, on your phone and, and look up the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the old days, you just had to make them up as best you could. Yeah. But it's like in movies, everybody just like they've been rehearsing it all those years. That, so th- that song was the uh, what was that song exactly that you were uh, just doing before the Father's? That's a Father's Day. Oh, that uh, that was some song. Um, I, I forget who, maybe Harry Ruby wrote it or something like that. Can but I just... Groucho Marx to perform that song? He used to do it on like you know, go on Dick Cavett and stuff like that. Can I just ask, just as as, as a father, and then we'll get back to. Uh... Showbiz-related stuff, but Gil- imagining Gilbert as a husband is one thing. Imagining him as a father is is, I think, beyond the oh, the best capacity father, of most the people. Best. It's hard to imagine him disciplining. He doesn't. Is this a marijuana cigarette? No. <laughs> you are not to to go out of the house. I I it, it's like if I catch either one of them saying a dirty word. I can't with a straight face reprimand them on it. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's your whole thing. You yeah. Do you help them with their homework? No. no. He, no. I, Five I X help. plus three <laughs> equals seven. <laughs> this is easy. Simply deduct the three <laughs> from both sides of the equal sign and divide by five. <laughs> and you have your solution. He was a horrible The quadratic student. equation is as follows. <laughs> Yeah, he was a horrible student. I help with the homework. He does the laundry, but he doesn't fold. He leaves it in a pile. But he does the laundry. And you, you, you're you, amazing with the kids. But I do most the heavy lifting, I would say. But they, but he is the fun. All right. Well, maybe, you know, maybe there's hope for me because I am 49 and I've never been married. I don't think there's hope for me, by the way. Why not? There's so much hope for you. You're of the course. only one who doesn't think so. Well, no, there, there's hope for me in certain ways. There's hope for me that I may, you know, not blow my head off one day. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh, I, I think you're going too far now. <laughs> but whether I'm, I'm I... rooting for you, that you'll one day. In but... fact, next time, if if you have me back on the show, I'm bringing a gun. <laughs> well, I don't think I'll do it anytime soon. But I've always thought to myself that that I wouldn't. Rule out dying by my own hand. Uh, is that too is that too dark for for the podcast? Because you know, I I just see people there. I you know, and I live on the Upper East Side. There's a lot of very very elderly people, and they're right. they're you know they're 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 in the wheelchair, and they don't know what what mm-hmm. whether it's day to daytime or nighttime or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to be in that uh, position, but well, I um I have a family member, like a distant relative, who's ninety nine. Wow, and it's not cute and i said to my husband i was like if i ever get that way just put a pillow over my head yeah and he goes well i don't have to wait that long (laughs) (laughs) it 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 is you know whenever i hear these things like with i'll talk about belushi or uh chris farley and they'll say oh it's so tragic and i think well i don't know he was partying he was with a hooker. He was, and he went out in a blissful stone state. And it's like, so had he lived longer and gotten diabetes or had a stroke, <laughs> that would have been a much better way to go. 
good point. I agree. Well, with well, that. you know, I guess there's a happy medium between uh, uh, having a dying at 33 dying and having a stroke. You know, I mean, some people do manage to make it to 70 or 80 in, in robust health. That's right. Um, and die it, in their sleep. It's That's when right. I think in terms of but suicide. I, I, yeah. I the one that I there's no way of knowing this one, but I always think like I've seen about I didn't witness it happen, but I've seen like bodies uh twice, I think, on the ground where someone had jumped. Uh, me too. And I always think people who jump out of a building or off a bridge, there's gotta be that space split second where you l jump and you go oh shit what did I just well, do? People that have survived jumps usually like um, survivors are bridge jumpers and yeah. a few people have survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge and I think they all say as soon as they jump they're like oh that was a bad idea yeah yeah, and uh, now they're like paralyzed well no some, of, some of them no I don't I think I think most of the survivors are, are not paralyzed but um, when do you die? Like just when you hit the ground? Uh, you might die when you. Would you talk about bridge jumping? Yeah, sure. Well, this you is might die. Really taking you might die when you fucking hit. dark. Time. One, you could break your neck. <laughs> yeah, but when I think a lot of them the drown ground? because one. We're talking about the water first of all. Yeah, we're but when you hit the water from jumping that high, it's like hitting cement. Like you don't just enter in like a swan dive. Yeah, but you you don't necessarily die, but you might drown because you're so injured that you can't swim afterward. This I don't is, really know. This is but, lovely. But but they all said they did have that moment. Well, Gilbert didn't want to talk about family, so it's that or suicide. <laughs> but they, they all said they did have that moment? Yeah, everybody that survived, the, I don't think anybody, yeah, pretty much everybody that survived um, said that they regretted it. So we can assume that the people that, everyone that survived said they regretted it, we can assume that the people that didn't survive probably regretted it and, too. And we'll never know that. here's another horrible thing. There are people who shoot themselves in the head and live. It's not It's not 100% guaranteed that it's going to be a clear boom and you're over with. There are people like the bullet gets stuck halfway in Jesus or whatever. Christ. And yeah, so that's... So, yes, I've, I've, I've heard that. It's also not very effective. So um, what's the most effective way? Uh, bow and arrow, self <laughs> self-inflicted bow and arrow wound. Oh, Probably the most God. effective way is hanging. I've never heard of hanging about a hanging survivor. But oh. let's, you know, and, and <laughs> while you're hanging, you can jerk off. That's right. Yes, that's yes. right. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, yeah, that's, that, right. that's a lot of people. Somebody really. Well, famous I think people died do like die that, that by accident. Was, oh, um, a few people. I think a few people band. did what it. What was yeah. it from? Uh, uh, Michael Hutchins. I yeah. think they said. I, I don't right. know. If exactly. That's the case that feels enough. like the best way to go. Right. But um, or you could just be jerking off and have a heart attack. That could also be. Yeah. And you don't have to wrap. But that's usually accidental. Back. Yeah. Most people, unless you know your heart is in very bad shape. <laughs> yeah, and you figure, <laughs> I know, I'll write a suicide. You just had note. an electro electrocardiogram, <laughs> and you say, well. You know, I'm not going to survive a jerk Goodbye, off. Goodbye, cruel Your world. doctor told you don't jerk off. And you and uh, you said, oh, shit, I'm going to. Um, but speaking of. of um, oh, I do stuff on Cameo, too. I <laughs> oh, should he's getting his plug plug this. What's Cameo? Now. It's uh. called Cameo.com. 
and they do, you could call up or set it up where I do a video personalized video shout out. People could book you. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, I hate you. I love you. Let's get married. Let's get a divorce. Anything you want to say. What about video, somebody somebody video. that you don't like? Can I get you to to um I think you can to, to yeah. do that? One guy got in trouble. That that what's his name? Brett Favre? Favre. Brett 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 Favre. Brett, Brett Favre. He's a I'm not a sports person. Yeah, he I am I'm not either. The fact that I can't pronounce his name. But <laughs> yeah. it was some like, you know, white supremacist group that gave him like some secret messages. And and I to me I feel like if 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 they pay, I'll I'll do any. Uh, the Taliban <laughs> could offer me money, and I'll go debt to the infidels. <laughs> well, maybe you could also do like ransom. You know. Oh yeah, That's that amazing. would be good. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. you got to pay. Yeah. You dropped a million, <laughs> or your daughter, you'll never see her again. You know that was uh, that that one of those the things with kidnapping is that thing with what's his name the the billionaire who was that again um uh, howard you use no no Lindbergh. no no the well, Lindbergh did have his kid kidnapped he wasn't a robert durst no the guy from the um john john um oh god what was his name to, not the to find a predator guy what's the guy with the show that's like no 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 this guy, he's a famous multimillionaire. Okay, he it's it's a it's in the history books. I it's a name everybody knows. Well, if it's in the history books, then how do you know? Yeah, everybody knows the name, but I'm just having a. But mental what's the block story? Now. What's the story? Uh that they kidnapped this guy's son. They even did a movie about it. They they did a movie. That was the movie where. They originally had Kevin Spacey, and they replaced him with Christopher uh, Plummer. He was oh, a, when he got in trouble. Yeah, famous, famous. Oh, and Paul Getty. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, finally. Whew. Good job, Harry. And Thank and you. they kidnapped his. They didn't son, replace him with Christopher Knight. And and to show they meant business, they cut off his ear. Oh, and mailed and, it. And mailed it. Yeah. The kid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Most most people though are I mean statistics show that most people are kidnapped by someone they know. Like it's yeah. quite unusual. Really? Oh wow. Well sometimes like an ex will kidnap the kid, you know. Like oh, if you wow. and Gilbert split up and uh and he takes the kids across uh the border to Canada oh, or Mexico. Oh, I see. Yeah, there's there's a lot the- of I think the first persons they try to find out is like relatives yeah. and people like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. People close to the family. Another really uplifting subject. And about a case of <laughs> well, somewhere seems to like these someone who knew. They say the whole, only stories you hear your whole life about Halloween, where they say like, uh, oh, people are putting razors and needles in apples and candy, they say in real life that happened once. And that was like a guy who was getting revenge against his wife by uh, 
hurting their kid. Wow, is that true? Because well, I remember I, growing up. They, oh, they like, used to say, yeah. yeah, you could get a, a razor blade in your apple. Right. Um, Wouldn't but you the worst it? thing that ever happened to me is that somebody gave me an apple for Halloween. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. I, or, or raisins. <laughs> raisins. I yeah. remember, that, to, I remember those box of sun-made raisins. And you're like, are you kidding me? Is it? Gilbert, do you remember when we first had Lily? And she was only a couple months old. It, it, so she was born in June. and. October, so she was a couple months old, and we realized, or you realized, that we could now go trick or treating because we had a kid. Yes, and you so could I ask had for a candy. She couldn't candy. even eat yet. Well, so you can, were able to go you, trick or treating, did, 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 and he was able to get all the free candy because we had a kid. Did comedy? <laughs> uh, sorry, I keep saying comedy. Center, did Netflix let you keep your Hitler costume from the roast? Uh, yeah, I, I use it for special occasions. Well, because Halloween, you know, you <laughs> yeah, might. Uh, yes. Sometimes I let you keep a wardrobe from yeah. these shows. We do have a lot I do, of I, I do have some clothes from, from the show Crashing that you did also. Oh, I kept some of the clothes. Yeah. So I... Oh, see, I they had me wear my own clothes. Fuck them. <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got a few. I got a, I got a shirt and uh, I think a couple pairs of Nothing great. Yeah, had I known, I would have had them. I should have just taken shirt. it, but I asked the wardrobe guy, "Can I take it?" And that was that was my mistake. Oh. One time, because one time he said yes, and then the next time he said no, just leave it there. Oh. But other people told me just take it. You've gotten a lot of great clothes from yeah. from shows. I, Most I, of what you have that looks good is from shows because yeah. usually they have like the wardrobe person put it together for you. Like that, remember that that commercial you did with Snoop Dogg? Oh, I yeah. still love yeah. that outfit that you have. Yeah. Well, I want to know about this commercial you did with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, we were like, I think, pretty much like roommates in the commercial. <laughs> it was and, awesome. What? It was awesome. And I went, I went out for, I went out to LA with you for that. It, that was a fun one to do, and it's like the hotel we were staying at. <gasps> That's right. If you walk down the hallway within ten feet of his room, uh, you'd get a contact high. <laughs> It was the really whole hallway. Yeah, I never met fabulous. Snoop Dogg. I have met Fitty because <laughs> uh, I was doing Conan, uh. and, and, and 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 at the time I was doing a podcast out of my house, and I did Conan, okay. and I brought my recorder with me. Like at the time, it was like an iPod, yeah. with a little attachment, and I figured I can get an interview with Fitty before the show, um, you know, for my and put it into my podcast, yeah, and and so I walked into the room and there was a bunch of black guys there, and I didn't know which one Fitty was. Oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> I, I I'm not a, I'm not a, a a rap fan. Yeah. So I I, I said I, I didn't know, and then, you know I forgot how I figured out who Fitty was. I think I just waited for him to say to me, "Hey, how you doing?" And then that's I interviewed funny. him. But that's the only rap. They star weren't there. like, "Why did this Jew just walk in here?" Somebody went in first, maybe, and I, it was like 10 years ago. Okay. And I also tried to ask Jennifer Aniston for an interview, and that didn't go nearly as well. No? Her, her, her PR agent leapt. Like I said, oh, hi, Jennifer. I'm, I'm Dan. I'm the comic on the show. And she said, oh, wonderful. And I said, yeah, I was wondering if I could like maybe interview. And the PR person said, uh, no. Aww. And leapt and, and, and went and left like in front of Jennifer and put her arms out and said, no. Wow, but yeah, she was right. Who the fuck am I to just waltz in she's, there? She's, she's. I, we have. I, 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 I have some I friends that were friends with her, and she's supposed to be very, very nice. I agree with the PR agent in this case. 
Really? Yeah, who the fuck am I to go backstage and and bother Jennifer Aniston? You're not bothering her. Jesus Christ. I mean, what is she like saving like starving children? Plus the fact that I'm I'm using my being on Conan show to get like interviews. Right. Isn't that the point? Isn't that like half the point of being on Conan? Yeah, but not to do it right there. Well, I thought it was a little bold, can, bold yeah, of it, me. It puts them in an awkward position. Yeah, what if she does? Right, if she's in an awkward position, she's not obligated. She's preparing for an interview. Mm. Oh, you for know. the love of God! I mean, really, it's like. You, and she's a woman. I think there's that extra layer of. Mm. I don't know. You know, like Fiddy, mm. What does he care? All right, I'll, you know. Yeah. But but a woman has a certain guard guardedness. I think with regard to men that she doesn't that she doesn't know, approaching her. I don't know, but no, I, I, no, I, no, I don't think no, so. No, I don't. I don't but think Gilbert, so. what do you say? I think Gilbert agrees that that Jennifer. I, yeah, I, it does put you in an. It, it, it would Jennifer. be like it would be like even going to a party and going, "Hey, since we're at the party together, I have my microphone." Yeah, with yeah, me. I, <laughs> I think so. I think. Look, I, I, I did what I felt I had to do to get an interview. So you know, because um, uh, I mean, listen, know. I book, I book. Gilbert's podcast, and we've had almost three hundred guests on this show. And sometimes you have to, you just have to ask, you know. Yeah, right. you have to I don't plan myself. You can't for be ask. embarrassed. You have to just ask. And if they want to say no, they say no. If they want to do it, they do it. But I, I right, I'm I don't never, think I I'm was never like, afraid to ask. You have to ask. I think opportunities present themselves. I'm sure you weren't an asshole about it. I'm sure you were very nice. Uh, probably. I don't recall. I, I, my guess is yes. My guess is yes too. <laughs> no, I'm very shy. I was probably very timid. About right. it. But but um it's like you're not like interrupting some like God knows what she's about to be interviewed by Conan. Also, All you right, know, so uh, big a woman like Jennifer Aniston is just very with any interview she does, she has to vet who is this interview with, where is it going, what are the questions that are gonna be asked. Fitty don't care. Why not? Why because he's what, fitty. What's, the, what's the difference between she's Jennifer fitty. Aniston? He's already like, you know, a gangster. <laughs> right, I think. No, I mean I, no, I don't think so. I like don't he's know. Like a, you know, he's like a musician, as, as like well as a, I think a water man. magnate. But I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with his music. I don't. I don't love rap music. Uh, it, and people think, you know, that's. It's Were per- you in a rap? Weren't you in a rap video once? A uh, couple. Oh my! Oh, what God. was it? It was a yeah. uh, uh, third base. Yeah, third base. Yeah. I was Is that the a, name of the group? Yeah, I was in a rap video called Gas Face. And then you were also what was the Ramones? You were like the fifth Ramones. Well, that's oh, not that, rap. That, well, that was on. Uh, that's an not episode. rap, but it's also that was on uh, night of uh, up all night. We had. The- oh, oh Jesus, that's going back a long. Time. I didn't know that's where it was. Are any of the Ramones around? Though? Um, I don't know. I mean, Joey's gone, right? Uh, I think I think they're all gone, or mostly yeah. so. You know, D- Dara, you brought up the podcast. So you, you're the producer of the podcast, Dara. Yeah, so Frank Sandopadre. Yeah, I know he's the co-host. Is the co-host and also um, produces it with me. He's my partner, and uh, yeah, I started it for Gilbert. I think that it was, was your like, idea to do a podcast. Was my idea, yeah. But it was because, as you could see, Gilbert's very comfortable with talking about old Hollywood and his can't brain. Can't get enough. He can't yeah. get enough. His brain is like, he's like a savant. It's unbelievable. The amount I've of- I've got of, the idiot part, certainly. <laughs> well, it's just, it's. It, I find it incredibly fascinating, the amount of knowledge and, and how brilliant, I use brilliant. I think you are like an Einstein. I mean, you are. But to well, me, he's the, the Einstein of, of Hollywood. It's it's unbelievable. Hollywood. It's unbelievable. So 
basically, I, I mean, we would go out to dinner and he wouldn't talk to any of my friends. But then if I brought up that six degrees of separation game, uh, hey, Gilbert, can you connect this Hollywood actor to this actor? Then he would start talking. And if you talked about old movies, if you talked about if I used that game as a as a segue, he would be able to talk. And I'm like, you know what? Let's start a podcast where you have an excuse to talk to your heroes. And I didn't think anybody was going to listen or care because it's so obscure. A lot of our guests, like no one's ever heard of. And lo and behold, it's like, you know, it's unbelievable. There's like an odd, a huge audience now. Well, who have you had recently of, of note? Oh my God. On the Colossal Podcast. Oh my God. Gilbert, how you like? Uh, we had um, over the years there, which has been how many years? I think five years now. Five years. We've had Dick Van Dyke, Norman Lear, Carl Reiner. Uh, Anyone under 90? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it was um, Jeff Ross, David oh. Tell, Judd Apatow. You guys Apatow. just, had, just Larry had Larry Charles on. Larry that Charles. That was amazing. I sat in on that one. It was incredible. That was incredible. And, and we, we just recently had, uh, of course, um, uh, Jeff Ross and David Tell. That's what you just said. And uh, also... Um, 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 the Impractical Jokers were on. Yeah. In, in terms of, like, if we're thinking younger, Josh Groban. Uh, 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 Ira what? Glass. Uh, Artie Lang. Artie Lang. Uh, Norm MacDonald. No, we haven't had uh, Norm yet. We, ha- we didn't have... No, he said he would oh. do it, but he would... It, it, oh, I was on his. You were on his. Yeah. You were hey, on I his. know, Dara, you had mentioned that you wanted uh, Cindy Lauper. Have you made any uh, attempts to get her? No, I really want Cindy Lauper. I just have you even tra- to them. I just tried to get Cindy Lauper. Did they me- say no? I feel like they sent me back a really nice email. They said no to me. They said no to me. What they said. Well, if they, if they said no to me. Any, any email other than yes sounds like it's a no. But that's oh, not true. Two, it two members of the monkeys we had on Mickey Dolenz and uh, Mike, Mike Nesmith. Yeah. Mickey died recently? No, no. Peter Tork. Oh, Peter Tork died. Okay. Yeah, yeah we had ne- Mickey on twice. Nesmith was the guy who was the heir to the Whiteout fortune. Oh, Correct. yeah, that, that was, was Mike Nesmith. And he admitted something on our podcast, which he had never admitted before. Yeah, he that he t- said it's listed in all in cable, every magazine article, any way you look it up. They'll say to you that during those years, the monkeys way outsold the Beatles. And he said that was never true. Mike Nesmith uh, said he was bored doing interviews, so he made up a story. Just to see if, just to test them to see if they would fact It sounds absurd, the notion of it, but... Yeah. No, but he made, he said he was sitting on a rooftop pool area, whatever, being interviewed, and he thought he would fuck with them, basically, and he said, I'm curious if they're going to fact check. I'm going to make this up. And no one ever fact checked. And they, it became like, yeah. Now you look it up on, on the internet or any place. It's going to say that the monkeys outsold the Beatles. He was fantastic. Well, well, I think your dirty joke because outsold the Bible. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Did Um, you guys have Chevy Chase on? We had Chevy on. Yeah. Which was another funny story because we went out to dinner with them after the show. The Chases? Oh, my God. You have to tell this. We went out to dinner with Chevy and his wife after the show. And uh, he was wearing a T-shirt that said, do not resuscitate. And what happened, Gilbert? Uh, Then all of a sudden he's eating and he stops eating and his eyes get really wide. (laughs) And and the 
uh, water, whatever he was drinking, or the food is is pouring out of his mouth. And he's just there, his face is turning. So he was like uh, choking something. Uh, and he choked on the steak. Yeah, he was choking well, on the steak. He was wearing steak. a t-shirt that says, do not resuscitate. Yes. So you so probably Gilbert thought it was a said, gag. No, I knew it was real. He was freaking, it was so scary. And, I and by, by coincidence, he was wearing a by do not resuscitate. By coincidence, he was wearing that. So Gilbert. And, and I would have figured it's a gag, do not da- resuscitate. No. Derek screamed. Someone call 911. And I finally, after sitting for a while, thought, maybe I'll stand up. It'll make it look like I'm doing something. I don't know what to do in a case like this, but I'll stand up. So I stood up and looked concerned. And did somebody give him the Heimlich maneuver? Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to. He's a big guy. I'd be scared he'd fall over. Luckily, by the time luckily, he survived, he, luckily he got it out, so it was okay. So we that didn't have to do so it. Crazy. But I, I got up, and Janie's wife got up, and I started screaming. Someone called nine one. I mean, it was really scary. A lot of people, I, I'm told, when they die, they go to the bathroom because they're embarrassed, and then they die in the bathroom. Oh, That's, this ooh. is oh again, my turning, god, turning a little <laughs> because like they, they're just embarrassed to be choking. It's yeah. like, because you look kind of, you know. It was you know, very scary. It, it's hard he, to look cool while you're well, choking. Well, um, uh, someone I know recently, they were out in the street and they started having chest pains. And and luckily there was a cop walking down the street and they went over to the cop and he said, you know, I, I think I think something's wrong. I'm having chest pains and I'm having, and they called an ambulance and he was rushed to surgery. And and he said, had he been home, what most people do if they don't feel well is lie down. And so a lot of people would just be having the heart attack and figure, well, I need to lie down. And then you'd lie down and just die. Well, a lot of people, they're, they're, um, they're in denial, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and they don't want to admit that they're having a heart attack. No, no. To themselves, so. Um, this is making in laugh. fact, there was <laughs> there was a commercial that I thought was such a horrible commercial, and I thought they should have sued them or whatever, or forced them to offer an apology to the public. It was some kind of like uh, stomach medication, like for heartburn, and and in these commercials. It would be somebody would be going, uh, oh God, I I have a my my chest is hurting me. I think I'm having a heart attack. And the person sitting next to them would go, No, try this pill. And they try the pill and they go, Oh. It was just what? heartburn. Yeah. And it's just heartburn. <laughs> and then the other person who takes the pill said, But maybe I should go to maybe I should see a doctor. And the person who gave them the pill says, you just did. So meaning you just sat next to it. So it was such a bullshit commercial. You're lying. That's saying this guy's a doctor who's obviously an actor in a bit. And you're telling people if you have, uh, if your chest is hurting, uh, which a lot of people, they say people having heart attacks, have have done that. They say no, it's probably heartburn. Hmm. But so you, that's a, so, so that you're saying. A, but you shouldn't assume it's heartburn. No, no, because it might be a heart attack. Yeah, 
Okay, well, that advice is brought to you by Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. You are like uh, what, 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 what Wilford Brimley is to diabetes. Yes. <laughs> you, are, you are to heart disease. I was trying to, working on a joke about, you know, the cars that they're trying to invent, cars that drive themselves. Oh, yes. And I was trying to work on a joke about how, like, if, if you die of a heart attack, you'll still get to your destination. And I was trying to work out, like, oh, that, you know, so your family won't be deprived of the Chinese food you're bringing home. I, I try to find different <laughs> angles to it, but it, it never really killed. Uh, but anyway, I, th- I think it's a funny idea in there somewhere you have a heart attack and the car still takes you home right. and, and your mother's like, oh, your father's home. You kids are going to get it. Never mind. <laughs> That's good. I That's don't know. Good. That's good. Anyhow, who, who are the dream? I'm working on it. You see, this it's is good. the artistic it's, it's, process. I love it. There's something there. You I understand. I don't I know it. if this is helpful or not, but... Um, there's a story about 9-11 that this guy walked to Long Island and walked in on his family sitting Shiva for him. So maybe and that, that sounds like that story about... help your joke. Yeah, but I, I heard that Richard Gere got a gerbil up his ass. It's probably one of those stories, you know, an urban no, legend. No, no, no. I think this is actually a real well, story. Well, that, that actually was true because I called <laughs> Richard Gere at the time. And he said, can't talk now. I have a gerbil in my ass. Well, how could he not? How does a gerbil? It's not in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, that. that no, he one, meant he's busy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's like that one. That's, is that a real story? That's a real urban legend. Hey, urban, and before yeah. the Internet, we just we just believed it. But then you had Snopes. You know, Snopes is like the, the urban legend mm-hmm, website. Mm-hmm. And I went on Snopes and I, I there was like there was like a. a a whole series of uh, college urban legends that you hear like when you're in college that everybody hears. And I had heard all of them and they're all bullshit. Yeah. Like, you, like if you, if you're, I heard you, if your roommate kills themselves, you get an A. That's not true. I heard that if uh, they didn't have sororities at, at my college sorority houses because it was legally a brothel. If five single women lived on, in the same building, mm-hmm. I heard that one. That wasn't true. And, but and every, every, at, every college had the same hear. urban legend. Every urban legend you hear is it's like, well, I know it's true because either my uncle or my best friend uh, is the head doctor at the emergency ward or was the investigating police officer. (laughs) There was one I heard freshman year of college about the girl in in biology class. And the professor was saying uh, semen has a high sodium content. And the girl said... Just shouted out, is that why it tastes so salty? And then ran out of the classroom realizing what she had said. But that was another one that was on Snopes that never happened. Okay, first of all, who is running Snopes? And why does everybody take Snopes to be like the end-all, be-all of like dispelling these myths? Um, Who's running Snopes? I think Snopes is, when you read it and you read their explanations, it seems like they really did I'm their I'm not homework. saying I don't believe it. I'm just curious, like, who's sitting there doing it? I don't that? know, but but they're researchers. And if you go on Snopes, they, they cite sources and they okay. and they cite their reasons for saying whether the urban legend is true or not true. Okay. And also, how did that Richard Gere thing become such Well, a- I don't know. That's how urban legends are. They just kind of pop up, but you don't and know how. That, that was before the internet. Yeah, it was such a yeah. weird thing that to be like-, like... Well, also that, that dead Rod Stewart... Uh, oh, drank he, too much semen, yeah, and wound up in the ER. And and the one with what's his name, the other, the Rolling Stone, Ron Wood. Uh no, the guy's still alive, but uh, Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Uh, allegedly, they uh, had to empty out 
all of his blood and give him new, fresh, clean blood. That I believe. Uh, yeah, that was that was one. That of might those. be true. That could be true. And uh, oh, there's so many urban legends. But but with the internet, the urban legend isn't what it used to be because you can go online and 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 dispel it and, quickly and, enough. Well, it's like for years. Everybody thought Mama Cash choked right. on a uh, ham, ham sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Right. And they say, I think there may have been a ham sandwich in the room, but she did, she had died of a heart attack. Mm. Yeah, I heard I heard that, uh, that she had died of a heart attack, not the ham sandwich. Um, well, by the way, what, uh, what, what guests are you uh, gunning for uh, for the Colossal Podcast? They're in the all future? dead. We, we, <laughs> Uh, Mel Brooks is. Oh, you haven't had him yet. He's uh, high on the list. Who else, Gilbert? Have we not had that we really want? So many, so many have died right after agreeing to do it, but before actually doing it. Yes, yes. Jack Carter was going to do it. Jack Carter, we were like, well, when you ask people in their nineties, that can happen. Yeah, yeah. And you you do some of them video people video in too. They're they're all done by Skype. Yeah, no, no, no. Half of our guests are live, and half are like we have. um, uh, Who do we have coming up? Uh, Neil Sadaka is coming up next week. Yes, that'll be great. And we just had Charlie Fox, who was great, who played. We brought a keyboard in. Yeah, he, he was, he, Charlie Fox is one of those people who's just... Who is Charlie Fox? He He's a composer. He did, well, among songs like uh, Killing Me Softly. Oh, he wrote that? Yeah, yeah, he wrote that. Oh, wow. And the Love Boat theme? I, I, yeah, he wrote the Love Boat theme, Wonder Woman theme, I think. Happy Days? Yeah, Happy Days. He's, he's one of those that, you know, you go, oh, is there anything he, this guy didn't write? You were See, never on the love boat, Gilbert. I guess that was a little no, bit before. No, no. But you know, the funny thing about it is, same way I grew up watching Hollywood Squares and thinking, I enjoy it. It's fun. But boy, this is bottom level of Hollywood. <laughs> this is, yeah, you're pathetic if you're on. And then when I, I started doing it with the newer Hollywood Squares, I thought, I think I was a little I, hipper though than New Hollywood Squares. Yeah, Whoopi, had Whoopi, Whoopi was on it. They had some center. bigger people on, and it. and I I liked it. It was fun, and I you thought, loved it. I thought I loved that show, and I was yeah, he had the best. If one. if they had a successful Love Boat or successful Fantasy Island, should bring it they back. Tr- they tried both. They both bombed. But if they had it, I would, in a second, go over there. Well, Chara would come back. Yeah, yeah. She'd play my wife. And she it. was like a talented musician. I just like was on YouTube the other day for some yes. reason. I was thinking about Charo. And she was like a very talented singer and, and guitarist. I and think. she's one of those people who, the longer she stays in this country, the stronger her <laughs> Spanish accent gets. <laughs> We just had Gavin McLeod on, and yeah. uh, Bernie Coppell called in. Wow. Do you do it every week? Coppell must be about he must be about ninety. Bernie Coppell. Yeah. He, yeah. Eighties. Yeah. I think I asked you this at another podcast or not, but I mean, was it all your your fame and everything the 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 um the cartoons and the commercials and the TV and this and that? I mean, did it all come from Sidney Bernstein? Because that that's when. You know, from Beverly Hills Cop 2, yeah. that five-minute scene. That's when I think everybody that, started to know that, who you were. That certainly did a lot. I mean, where the first time I got good exposure 
was when I I was at uh, Catch a Rising Star, like I was every night, and there, and the Improv, and a million other places that opened and closed. And uh, they, there would just happen to be, you know, a handful of people from MTV, and they saw some people on stage, and they said, could you come in tomorrow? Uh, we're having auditions. And I came in and just started improvising stuff. And they filmed it and chopped it up. And next thing I know, they were showing it on MTV and announcing me as their general manager. And they showed these. And that, what, what year was that? Oh, God. Uh, 80-something. It was. Uh, Is that before after, or after Sydney? Oh, before. Before. But after SNL. Yeah. So like probably like 82 or something like that. So that was the first time people started watching me and this time say, oh, he's funny, Mm -hmm. as opposed to Saturday Night Live and Thick of the Night. Well, the city bird scene thing, did Eddie just call you up and say, do it? or do you No, no, that's another thing. Uh, Murphy himself said to me that he didn't even know I, I was playing the part until he looked at the cold sheet that day. And because they had me come in an audition. Oh, you auditioned for that? Yeah. But they were on SNL together, actually. Yeah, they were. You yeah. overlapped a year with Eddie Murphy. On oh, SNL. yeah. Um, and then you just ad libbed that scene? That, or, yeah. Every were you talking time about we, the, you know. Every time we did it, we did it differently. And it was Because that was the first time I had ever seen Gilbert was in that scene where he's like, there's something in this hand and yeah. I don't know it's in this hand. Yeah. People love that <laughs> scene. Yeah. They love that. Yeah, that was fun. So, so the, the Colossal Podcast, are you, now you're, what are you doing these days? You're, you're doing live comedy, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you're doing clubs and what have you and. Yeah, a lot of live stuff. A lot of live casinos, theaters, clubs. And do, do you enjoy it? Uh, I I enjoyed it at the end of the night when they hand me a check. <laughs> yeah, because we've had this discussion. I think you're a lot like me. Uh, I, I know a lot of comics, they love it. They, they're addicted to being on stage. I'm addicted to getting off stage. That sensation yes. of, thank you, everybody, good night, and, I, and I'm done. Yes. And if it went well, especially, and I can have a drink or have something did to you eat. Have, did you always feel that way? I, I well, Believe it I, or not, kind of. I, okay. I, 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 I was hoping that this would somehow get me into, like, you know, TV and film. Okay, okay. But it ended up just getting me into more of this. Okay. I, I, my, my thing is whenever I'm waiting backstage at a club or theater, I'm always thinking my fantasy is that the owner will come back and say we had a fire or a flood uh here's your check you can get a plane out right now there's a car outside i, I read an interview with mike Brabiglia said they pay me i i would do the show for free what they're paying me for is the travel oh and, he and hates I, to travel I, but 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 oh, I, I i don't like to travel but i'm not doing that show for free no, no. <laughs> well gilbert has a date book like me paper date book and he's got a he's got certain a code. Certain things are written in pen, and certain things are written in pe- in pencil, depending on or or different colors, right? Gilbert? Yeah, they, depending on what it is. Like it, it used to be. But what's the color code? It used to be like I'd have a better pen, you know, a clearer pen that I'd write down if I was doing a TV show or a movie, and then just scribble it with a club. 
That would be just anything that is on the disc I'd scribble. And the other one I'd write very neatly. Just is that symbolically or because you thought you might yes. cancel the club? Uh, no, no, because I, I would think I, I'm this one. I definitely want etched there, you know. Okay. So if I handed you $10 million right now, would you ever do stand up again? 20 million, whatever the sum would be. I I always think that. I, I think you would still do it. Yeah, I don't know. I think if if God came down and said, uh, okay, this is the amount of money you would have gotten. <laughs> yeah. As a stand. I, don't, I a- think you would still do it because I don't think that you even really, I mean, as cheap as you are, I don't think you really think about money. It Yeah. It's he thinks weird. about shampoo. I right. do. Oh, and they're getting rid of those. What they it? they announced more and more hotels are going to be getting rid of those little shampoos and conditioners and skin lotions that are in your room. And they're just putting the big ones. Oh, so they're yes. putting the ones on the wall where you push the button yes. and it comes out. Yes. So you know what you have to do. You have to order wholesale from China, real and, and plastic. But that costs money. That what's the no, fun of that? It's not free. The whole point is that he gets it for free. It's I part know, of his, like OCD. Routine. I know, but if you fill up like a giant empty bottle, you're still getting it for free. Dara, feel free to take some of those uh, Poland Spring bottles for Gilbert. Oh, like you could bring, oh. you could bring one of these <laughs> and, and empty one of these. And, and fill more it up. and more supermarkets and stores are doing away with plastic shopping bags. And why I do like, you like those too. Well, why do you like plastic shopping bags? They they're much better than paper bags. Not paper for the bags, environment. What? Not for the environment. Fuck the environment. <laughs> you can't tie a knot in a paper bag. And a paper bag, if you throw garbage in, the garbage is wet. It'll I just say you just get fall. used to it. I'm used to it now. That's a good title for one of your specials. well, Fuck uh, the environment. neither of those things bothers me nearly as much as this uh, war against plastic straws, <laughs> and and maybe and maybe it has merit, and I I'm all for saving sea creatures, but as far as I'm concerned, paper straws suck dick. Well, I we went. We went. Stand we went the I use them because <laughs> I, they suck. Dick. I can't stand the sensation of the paper in my mouth. Yeah. So a dick in your mouth. On the <laughs> other hand, you go, hey. Well, that's more of a psychological thing. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the paper, it's it physically feels weird, and the mm-hmm. metal isn't good either. Although I just read something that like the this whole war against plastic straws is absurd. Like the amount of damage that like this actually causes compared to, you know, I don't know, like air travel or what have you is like infinitesimal. Well, I, I don't know. That could be. But I do know that paper straws just for uh, the sensation. It's just it's it's not pleasurable. I, I remember one time they tried to use the environment as a way to sell a product. Dara has to go to the bathroom. Thank you for announcing. Oh, they, they well, was, if we don't, they don't hear a voice. They might wonder what happened. There was, uh, you know, oh, Ron Popeil. He, you know, he was the king of all the infomercials, you know, the spray on hair and all those products. And one of the things he had was a thing you could take a bottle and put it in. It was basically a bottle cutter and it'll cut the bottle in half. And they said how you could you could make it a turn it into a uh you Candy know, dish a, or... a vase, <laughs> okay. and you could give it out as gifts. 
and it's good <laughs> for the environment rather than, and I'm thinking, how many fucking bottles would you have to cut <laughs> to make to a dent. make yeah <laughs> that you'd be giving away what to a billion people <laughs> and that's uh that was that was a popeel he also had the um was he did he have the bedazzler was that him probably oh yes yeah and uh, the Shudini, which you did a commercial. I was, did the Shudini. I don't know if that was him or not. That that was that wasn't his. But the Shudini was, was something where you had a, it was a shoehorn attached a to a stick, so yeah. you didn't have to bend down to put your shoe on. A retractable <laughs> shoehorn, and they used to show in the commercials old people struggling with their shoes and then falling to their death. Yeah, I love those commercials where like somebody is struggling with something. It really isn't that big a struggle. Yes, I know. And they say, "Have this has it ever happened to you?" And then they have the solution. Uh, are you um? So when you do your clubs now, how much are you getting? Uh, a lot of people coming because of the podcast. Oh yeah, the podcast is increasing your draw. Like I get more and more people. Like we sell these pins on the podcast. I, more and more people that will have these pins. One, there's a pin of my face, but then there's another pin of an orange wedge. And that's because a few billion times on this show, I've mentioned the story that uh, Cesar Romero, who's best known to most people as the Joker in the Batman TV series, he used to uh, like to have young boys throw orange wedges at his ass. Well, this is a, another urban legend, it sounds like. No, no, because I, uh, my, my best friend <laughs> was, <laughs> worked in the emergency and who used to perform surgery to pull the oranges uh-huh, out of his true. asshole. So they threw them at his ass, and their accuracy was so, was so good. Yes. And the force was so strong that it went in the ass. And then... And they'd say, may the force be with you. But some say it could have been tangerines. Yeah. And some say he... A clementine. A very strange one is some say they believe he he may have been standing ankle deep in warm water. What that would do, I don't understand. Well, I never heard that uh, that particular rumor, but but you have. And that's the reason that you have a pin with an orange wedge. Yes. So the, these are the, do you have a name? Some people have names for their fans, you know? I mean, I guess it all started with the Deadheads, but mm. I know a lot of people, their we fans. come up with one. Their fans have, like, yeah. names. Like the Beliebers? Yeah, like the Beliebers. Can we come up with a name, Gilbert? Oh, now there's, there's something that gets us back to an earlier topic. Uh, Justin Bieber got in trouble on the internet. Because he visited the Aunt That's Frank. Right. Oh, yes, That's yes. Right. And, he, and he said that she would have been a believer. Yeah, he said that, yeah. That's right. That she would have been a great believer. Yeah. Had had she not died in the camps. <laughs> right. Yeah, she would have been, uh, to think, a loss that happened. Have you been to the Aunt Frank house? I no. Have. I have. Has not? I have. I have. Um. Yeah, that sounds. Is it interesting? I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, I don't definitely. know if that's Gilbert. If you have any interest, if, you, if you're interested in historical, uh... yeah, I uh, we visited uh, Dachau. Yeah, that and, was heavy. Yeah, who that... you, you? Who you? Just you and Dara? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was s- s- real scary stuff. Yeah, I've never. I just feel weird about that's in Germany. Yeah, 
I yeah. feel weird about going. I've been to Holland, which is right next door. Uh-huh. I just would feel. I, I would go to Germany, but I would just it would something would feel weird about it. Oh yeah, of course. Just being in that country would feel odd. Yeah. You know, when you're in your, I was in. I've been to France, and and even there, it felt like, you know, there were monuments to World War II and the Holocaust in France because there were events that happened there too and it just was like wow it's weird like I'm in the place where this crazy ass shit happened yes not that long ago and it, and it was just it was just very odd but I had I was in Amsterdam I didn't go to the Anne Frank house I was there doing stand up at some really there, there's a comedy club there, the, the comedy cafe I think it's called was it did you have a good time it was okay I mean um, they speak English well so I couldn't blame right. the language barrier I guess they just didn't like me but <laughs> Um, you know, they have a comedy club where some of the comics speak, do their comedy in English. Okay. And then some of the comics will do their comedy in Dutch. And they can speak both languages pretty- I love them. Pretty perfectly, so. I want to take the kids. Yeah, I would, in those countries, I feel like I would like to take a crash course in mine. Because <laughs> I, I can't imagine what I say working there. I got so high in Amsterdam. Me too. I, got, I had to lock myself in my hotel room, and I go so paranoid. You get so high there. Yeah. I went in my in my 20s, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I ate one of those Yeah, brown, that's what brownies. happened to me, too. And I, like, oh, locked myself Oh, man. In. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like you can't never move. Before. Yes. Yes, I remember those days. I remember that. Well, yeah. it, it gets me paranoid, so I, I, I avoid it. No, I don't do it anymore. I can't. I get paranoid too. But yeah, Amsterdam. I mean, I did a line of coke once because I've never tried that in my life. Because a young lady said, "Hey, you want to do some coke?" And I thought that 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 I would get laid if I did coke with her. Wow! But it doesn't work that way apparently, unless it's your coke. (laughs) I've never. So that you could say, "Hey, this is you want more. You got to do what you got to do." But it was her coke, so I couldn't. I couldn't. I had no leverage. I couldn't say, "You want to do more coke." You got to suck my dick. Because she would have said, but it's my Coke. <laughs> so I just, I did one line. I realized this is, this wasn't going anywhere. And I, I went, I actually went to sleep. Wow. That's the effect. Sounds it like had it wasn't great Coke. Might have been baby powder. I don't know what it was. Yeah, probably wasn't top quality. Wow. Um, yeah. Gilbert doesn't, I mean, the first 10 years we were together, you didn't even have a glass of wine. You didn't drink. You didn't do anything. And then we went for, for our honeymoon. Well, he comes here all the time and he has a glass of wine. Well, yeah, so now. what happened was, well, yeah, we were, we were, um, he was playing San Francisco and I was pregnant and, and we went out for our honeymoon cause we just attached it to a gig. So we went to Napa Valley and <clears throat> wine country in Sonoma because it was next to where your gig was. And I wasn't drinking cause I was pregnant and you didn't drink. And then we sat there at a winery. Like, what are we supposed to do? Remember that? Yeah. So I figured, well, I might as well have a glass. And now it's like, I don't even have a glass every night, but if I'm somewhere, and of course, if they're paying, <laughs> uh, I'll have like one glass of red wine. Well, it's also su- supposedly good for the heart. I yeah. mean, I know there's some, I think there's some debate about that, but I, I don't know if it's completely settled scientifically, but I, I think it's, it's, uh, it, it may be good for the heart anyway. They, they they recommend it. Yeah, I think they've they've said that with red wine. Yeah, if you could have like one glass, but you only night. can have one, if you have more than one, then it's then the bad effects outweigh the good effects. But yeah, um, I'm not, I'm I mean I I drink two is my limit. If I have two, yeah, I I get I'll ha- I'll be like 
the next day. If if yeah. I were if I were to drink two wines now, I would see if one wine I could feel it. Yeah. Uh if I were to have two wines, that would uh, I think I'd be an embarrassing drunk. Back yeah. back in the day when you were first starting out, well, not first because you started when you were 15, but back in the day of Catch Rising Star, were you like the only one that wasn't doing crazy drugs and everything? I wasn't doing crazy drugs, but I mean, I remember, you know, grass was popular and everybody would be passing around the joint. And so I would do it back then because everyone had it. Can't imagine you do. And and what would ha- what I noticed is, uh, I take a puff and feel incredibly happy. Next step is wait a minute. What am I so happy about? And then uh, I'd be thinking everyone walking down the street is staring at me, <laughs> and uh, oh oh God, where do I live? And how would I? How could I get home? How would I? How do I? get on a train and travel all the way back to my house. And yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you start doing stand up when you were 15? 15 yeah. years old. Can you imagine? Where? In I, Brooklyn? I should. No, it was a place in Manhattan. I lived. In I thought Brooklyn. it was the bitter end. That's where I thought. But then I asked my sister and she said it was some other place. So I should know. What do you that. talk about as a 50? I mean, I think stand up is one of those things that you know you can you can sing when you're young you can write songs when you're young the lyrics might be silly but you can write a decent song perhaps but i don't know that you can do stand up at 15 well, and, and and have anything to say that's of any interest to anybody yeah no Good my point. well my stand up at that time was I was doing mainly imitations. So well, I guess that you can do. Yeah, you are you're kind of a good impressionist. Yeah. Was your imitations it, of like weren't they like of Really old people. Even they were, were even old back then. It was like who would dated you do when you were fifteen? Then. Who would you do when you were fifteen? You know, I Humphrey Bogart, Boris Karloff, all these people I'd see in old movies on TV, and it was basically not that far from. They used to be. Now you don't see impressionists except in Vegas, but it used to be every variety show. Frank Gorshin, Rich Little, Will Jordan, who was on our show, uh, would and and Rich Little was on our on our podcast. Uh, it used to be, and if your waiter was James Cagney, it might go something like this. You know, Dice Clay did impressions. Yes, his his his, his, his the the special that made him famous, the Dice Man Cometh. Mm-hmm. He did a, a, an impression of like Travolta and uh, Eric okay. Roberts. Okay. Uh, first time I met uh, Andrew Dice Clay, he was he was whatever he was. He wasn't the Dice Man. I was uh, doing this club in Sheepshead Bay. Pips. Oh, I, I used to do Pips. Yeah, I was friends with Seth, the owner, who later killed himself to bring it full circle. Jesus. Yes, <laughs> and um. I I was the main act, and I had an opening act, and the opening act was Dice. And back then, his act, he'd go on stage with a white lab coat and uh, little wire glasses and mess his hair up, and he'd, he'd do an imitation of Jerry Lewis as the Nutty Professor. 
and, you know, go, you know, I'm going to drink this formula. And then he'd drink it, and the lights would start flashing on and off. And then they'd play, like, uh, you know, the Grease theme or Saturday Night Fever. And then he'd, he'd muss up his hair and have on a leather jacket, and he'd be imitating uh, uh, John Travolta. Yeah, it's, and I don't know how he evolved from that. I mean, maybe we should have him on the show at some point. Uh, he has not done your show, I'm assuming. No. no. Uh, do you have a personal beef with him? I remember you used to, uh, on Howard all the time, you used to... Used to uh... did, 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 do. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if he is he mad at you for for that. Oh yeah, I have no idea. I, can't I, I asked when we first started. He was one of the first people I asked, and they said no. And I don't know. I don't know. We just we have so he, many. He other was guests, here once or on. twice. Uh, Dice <laughs> um, still dressed in 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 that outfit that he used to wear. The, really? the leather, the the gloves with no fingers. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. Still looking that eighties look. Uh, which interesting. Which Still looking in his 80s now <laughs> with the 80s look. But uh, other people have started young. I mean, I think I think uh, Chappelle started at about 15. But I, generally speaking, and maybe Eddie Murphy was 15 or 16. But. It's hard to imagine. Like, I, we have, you know, our daughter's now 12. It's like, God, Gilbert, can you imagine in three years? She should Lily maybe she should get into the like, business because it, sometimes, you know, like after the second generation, they know you know everything. Yeah, I you see a lot of like the kid kids of people in show business, you know they there's no guarantee, but you kind of know the lay of the land, you know how things work. Yeah, yeah. And if she's any good, she'll be that much further along. And and but there's there's a funny thing about both being the son of someone and the time we live in. That one time, uh, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor's son is a comic. Richard Pryor Jr. Yeah, and and he even well that even having the name Richard Pryor Jr. is bad, and he looks just like his father. And he was once up at some club, and of course they recorded it. Someone with a phone, and he bombed in one bit, as everyone exactly. does. Right. But now it was the son of Richard right. Pryor bombs on stage yeah i think if your if your father is that big i think the best case scenario is your your parents are in the business but at a low level yes yes uh and and so you you know that you're not overshadowed by them but they can kind of you know how everything works yeah like if your father was george Cobble. yes yeah who's that he was on uh, uh, the Hollywood Squares. He was one of the Hollywood Squares yeah. people. I never knew. I ne- I always thought these people became famous because of Hollywood Squares on a, Match Game. I didn't them. know that they were famous to begin with. Like I didn't know that Richard Dawson was in 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 uh, until later years was in uh, Hogan's Heroes. I just but, thought he was the guy from there Match were Game. A lot of those people who would pop up on talk shows and stuff, and you always knew, you know, they were come out on talk shows and get a big round of applause. You never said, if you asked and said, do they sing? Do they act? What do they do, actually? Well, Zsa, Zsa wasn't she an actress first? Before? I guess so. Because she was a, probably the best example of somebody that was just somebody known for going on talk shows. Yeah. And I don't know if she did anything, but I I, I know her sister was in Green Acres, I yeah. guess. But I yeah, don't know that's if, about it. I don't know if Zsa, Zsa herself, and 
ever did anything or not. I don't yeah. know. But um, you're we, good, Dan. You know. Well, I, I'm I'm okay. I can hold my own. Um, we I we, hold my own every night. We we're we're about out of time, but um, I guess Gilbert wants to plug his podcast. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. I'm on cameo.com where you could get a video shout out personalized from me. Uh, my Oh, my website, gilbertgottfried.com. My Twitter, Real Gilbert. And, and uh, Instagram. And the oh, dates. And, your da- and if you want to see Gilbert live, I assume the dates. Uh, on the website. On the website. And that, that's all handled by you, Dara? Correct. You're the um, social media guru. I try. Well, thank you both for coming. Uh, again, it's a rare treat to have both the fun. Godfrey's here. This was fun. Thank you, Perio. Oh, oh, thank thank you. you for making this happen. Thank and you, Perio, made Godfrey, this happen. Yeah. Well, maybe next time we'll have a, 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 all, all four Godfrey's on. This was really fun. Oh, thanks. So I'm like hanging out with like my buddies. This is nice, you know. That's it. We'll see you next time at Live from the Table. Follow us on Instagram at Live from the Table. And what's the email? It's uh. I always forget the E. Podcast <laughs> at ComedyCellar.com? I believe so. Podcast at ComedyCellar.com. And give us your feedback. And let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong and what we can do better. Or just say hello. And that is all. We'll see you next time. <laughs>